Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Momentum Money Podcast. My name is Steve Holbrook, and I'm super fired up to have my special guest in the studio today. But just before I introduce her, please, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to this channel. Give it some love and share it. And today is going to be super awesome. I'd like to welcome my wife, Melissa, to the podcast. How you doing, hon? Oh, hi, hon. How are you? Amazing. Married to you. Damn. Hey, cut. We're done. That's it. That's a wrap. That was awesome. So I appreciate you guys being here today. We are going to have a great conversation. You're in for a treat. I got a bunch of questions for you, hon. But before we get started, why don't you tell everybody uh, how we met? (laughs) (laughs) Story. How did we meet, hon? Do you remember? Yeah, we were at a bar. We were at a bar. But we had a friend that introduced us. Yep. So I had a friend that had said to me, um, you've got to meet this guy, Steve, that I work with. You two would really hit it off. And quote, unquote, I remember saying, you're the last person on the face of the planet that was what I'm looking for. Wow. <laughs> Turns out he might have been right. I mean, I'm not giving him any credit. But anywho, we uh, we met at a nightclub that night. It was like right before the stampede. You showed up in you showed up in a full suit to the, the, to the bar. You must Classic, have, though. You must have been really excited to meet me. I wasn't messing around. No, I think you were excited to meet me. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight. No, I know you were excited to meet me. You, don't, you want to know how I know how? How? Because I was in the club and then I came out to get you <laughs> and you were standing up against, I, I waved, I was like, hey, Steve. And you're like, but you were like standing up against, you were leading up against a brick wall. I was like, yeah. oh, brother. Not okay. My best move. <laughs> Anywho, that's how we met. Rest was history. Yeah. Went inside and danced. We have to- the same story. Yep, and then we danced to Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. And how long have we been married? Like two weeks shy, 10 years. Wow. Man. What are you going to get me for our anniversary? 10 years? Oh, you don't need, I, I can't tell you now. It's a couple weeks away. Why? Because I'll let you know. Do you know what you're going to get me? Obviously. Like? You obviously, <laughs> like, just hang on here. Like, do you have a plan? Yeah, I got a plan. <laughs> we got a lot of days left. So there's a lot of days to make a plan. So I got it. Ten. Ten's ten, a big deal. Ten days? No, ten years. <laughs> yeah, there's ten days. So I got some questions that uh, I'd love to ask. Now that everybody knows the story, how we met, I remembered it a little bit more, What? I don't know, erotic. No, that's the wrong word. <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, Tell me. No, it was awesome. You know what? I remember it being awesome. So I'm going to take that back. Erotic. Not erotic. Do not put that in here. Yeah, it wasn't erotic. Something else. You have such a way with words. Thank you. I'm a word whisperer. So I got some questions. I got some questions. So as you guys know, I have a Instagram account or YouTube channel. And I get a lot of questions from you guys about relationships and whatnot. So I wrote a few down and I want to I wanna interview you for a bit, hon, if you're okay with it. Like, like a relationship guru? No, I'm definitely not a relationship guru. I think that's why you're here. <laughs> like, I'm the relationship guru. Well, I wasn't talking about you. I think between the two of us, yeah, we got it figured out. Do we? No, <laughs> we don't. What's it like to be married to an entrepreneur? Well, you know what? It, it It's actually, it, it's, I, I mean, I love being married to an entrepreneur. I love watching somebody that's um, passionate. And it's, it's very attractive to be with somebody that's passionate about what they do. They care. Um, I mean, I love what we do so much. We help families. It's 
it's uh, getting to design your own life every day. It's it's dreaming and making your dreams come into fruition, knowing that you have control. And I mean, especially in our circumstances, because we have a son that um, we have a son that has Crohn's disease, much like Steve. Being an entrepreneur has like been cri- like hypercritical for us because we've always needed to have a business that could pay us regardless of whether we could be there or not. So we could be home with our son when he was six. So whether it's me being home or whatever. And I mean, it's also been really good for our relationship. We've been able to, um, we've been able to work together, which we don't always do well. Some days are better than others, but I, you know what? I actually, I do think we work really well together. We're both pretty, I don't know. Wouldn't you say we're both pretty good for like staying in our own lane? Yeah. When we veer into each other's lanes, it gets a little crazy. Because when we try to get in the same lane, True. We do. We're, we are very, we are like very opposite when it comes to things like that, that it works well. Like I, I love doing, um, I, I mean, all the tasks that I love doing are tasks that you generally don't like doing. And mm-hmm. the tasks that you like doing are things that she I don't like well. doing. Like there's a better way of putting it than we're complete yeah. opposites. It's you like to do probably different strengths like to do. Probably have different strengths. What are my strengths? You have a lot of strengths. I don't think we have enough time. No, you, we do. YouTube won't let us no, record No, for that sure. Long. We have enough time. Tell me, what are my strengths? Well, I got all day. I think your number one strength is you tol- how you tolerate me. <laughs> I think you have a lot of patience with me. Do I? You do have patience, which is a, is, is needed, I think, um, in our relationship. Um, you're funny. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're really <laughs> super funny. There are a lot of things. So let me flip that question. What's that? What, what are some difficult parts about being married to an entrepreneur? I mean, there's got to be some down days of being an, married to an entrepreneur. I don't know. I don't really care. I can't really, honestly, I mean, wow. it's I, when I'm, tr- I'm trying to come up with something and I'm like, you know what? I actually don't really have anything because mm-hmm. it, it, the bad days are just part of the package and it doesn't generally have anything to do with the business. The business. Yeah. Like you have to have lows in business. You have to have highs in business too. Like it's just another day. And I was just talking to somebody on our team about this recently that like, you know, especially as you start making more money, like you're going to have more problems coming. And if you're not making any money, if you're not making any money, you probably don't have any problems. If you're making money, you know, you have, you generally there's, there is responsibilities that come with that. And I don't want to say they're problems, but they're challenges that come with it. And I just know the more challenges that are coming at us, the more problems people want to use or issues that are coming generally there's a payout that comes with it because mm-hmm. you've learned something you've been learning those skills so you can actually, yeah, you know, grow. So maybe it's a little bit of a mindset thing that I've developed over time that for me sitting here saying like, what's the hard part about being married to an entrepreneur? I'm like, what? Yeah. it's. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, for me, it would be harder being married to somebody that wasn't an entrepreneur. That made me think of that. What Dean Graziosi told me at that oh, event. He said, if you want a bigger life, you need bigger problems. Mm-hmm. So when you say more money, more problems, right? I totally agree with that because it's it's not that more money brings more problems, it's that your capacity increases. Yes. And the more you can take on and the more you can handle the, the bigger life that you ask for, the bigger life that you get. I mean, you're you're probably influencing lots of people and it's easy to take that on. I think that's I, I think that nails it absolutely on mm-hmm. the head. Like to be quite honest, when we st- when you asked me that question, I was just like deer in the headlights. I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I'm also vulnerable and like very, like I'll tell people what's going on. I definitely don't hide things, but Mm -hmm. I can't think of a lot of downsides to being 
married to an entrepreneur. I, I, I think you've also done a good job in including me in things and like letting me find my place. Like mm. I think problems that somebody might find is if their partner wanted them to be you know, a part of their business or their partner wanted them to like step in, but then they were like forcing them into a specific position instead of like how you and I are talking. We're like, this is like what I do. This is what you do. You know, like, it's not like our lanes don't collide. Like we, yeah. we collaborate and work together yeah, actually like quite a bit. And, and I know how we to just, work with we him have well. Fun with it though. No, have, it's true. We have fun with the... Like, it's funny. Like, he gets super stressed out over things. So, like, we'll be at an yeah. event. And, like, literally, when we get to an event, I, like, look at all of our staff that works for us. And I'm like, if anything is going wrong, do not tell my husband. He is here to speak and whatever. And if you get him stressed out before this event starts, I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. And then I'm like, you come and tell me. I'll deal with it. This isn't This isn't something you need to put on his plate. So, like... You know, I, I think yeah. we do a good job and same for you. There's things that you're like, you just take care of. So I, you know, things that would, you know, would stress me out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty cool cucumber all the time, but you are a cool cucumber. And my, my leadership style is I like to over-prepare. So if mm-hmm. I got to talk in Vegas, that's it. And I'm speaking in front of 30,000 people and it's a 10 minute talk. I'm, I'm spending eight hours practicing Yeah, <clears throat> over preparation so that when I get there, yeah, I'm a little, I'm like a horse. I'm like a horse in the in the barn before a race. Mm-hmm. It's you know what it's like if I'm or I'm like a bull in a china shop. Oh, <laughs> yeah, or a horse. Yeah, I'm like a bull some days. I could be a bull some days. <laughs> You're like a bull a lot. But that's where the patience comes in, right? Like For my you, patience. Yes. Because <laughs> can you imagine if we were both like that? It's true. Honestly, we would not be celebrating ten years. No, it's hey, true. This should be our ten year anniversary podcast this can't be my gift though what <laughs> yes this is your gift no many, well let me ask, how many pod how many podcasts have you been on that's you know what it's quality did, over quantity did you ever think your first podcast would be on your husband's well i never thought i'd even be on a podcast oh, check it off the bucket list put it on and then check it off girl okay happy 10 year anniversary <laughs> <laughs> oh actually i just saw this thing you're not supposed to roll your eyes at your partner or something. Wow. You're going to have a trouble with I'm that one. Screwed. You're I'm screwed. I have to go to therapy to get rid of that habit. I literally have the strongest eye muscles from rolling my eyes at you. Yeah. It's like, like they're like so strong. Like, yeah, I think it's why my eyelashes look so good right now. Right. <laughs> you look good actually. Uh, another question. I get to ask this one all the time. Tips on how to have a strong relationship. Okay. Well what? then you probably have a good answer since you got asked. No, all I, get, I, get, I said, I get asked it a lot. Well, what do you tell people? Strong relationship, you have to, mm-hmm. you gotta, <laughs> you can't be, I used to have this vision that the perfect marriage and the perfect relationship had to be a certain way. And there was no give. Yeah. It was just my, you know, when you're young before your marriage, you're like, I love when people say, no, in my marriage, it, my marriage is going to be like <laughs> this. I'm going to raise my kids like that. We'll get into that in a bit. Oh, we were totally I would, like that. I would never give my kid an iPad, right? Like, so in the beginning, we have these certain ideal ideals of what it's going to look like. But I think the key is there's just, you just have to give space oh. for the other person to be them yeah. because you can spend your whole life trying to change that person to how you think they should be, or you could focus on yourself and make yourself better and create space. So I think, I think the first thing comes to mind for me is giving each other space to kind of be ourselves. Oh, that's so true. Especially since you and I are like, we're so, we're, we are different, not so different, but we have like, (laughs) we are different. We are really different, different. but we like, like I said, once again, our, our differences 
make us who we are as a couple. Like we really, I think you do a good job of like, I mean, I'm a terrible listener. I talk too much and you're like the one that like is better at listening to Mm -hmm. people and like internalizing things. And often we go to events and we come back and we get like two completely different, you know, Mm -hmm. two completely different things about them or out of the events. So, so what are some, what are some things, some secrets that you think that are important to having a strong relationship for people out there that are wondering? I think having patience, um, but more than anything, it's just understanding. And probably one of the best things for our relationship, especially like just to tie in like working together too. Um, up until we had our second daughter, Piper, I was like, I was around the business a lot, but I was never really like fully working on it. And at that point in time, um, we were doing, we were doing well and we were building a big team, but we had a, we had a, a hiccup in our business where we were having a bit of a hard time with our backend staff. Like, um, basically our office support administrator was not, she was not where she was just not performing on the level that we needed to. And I had just given birth to our daughter Piper. Like, I want to say she was maybe three or four months old and we went out, we hired a full-time nanny and I ended up coming into the office and um, working as our assistant. I think I did it for probably like about a year, but it was, it was like such a crazy decision, but it ended up being one of the best decisions that I wouldn't have foreseen how good it would actually be for our marriage for us to work together because Mm. I had this idea in my head that of how he worked every day and he would like come home and he'd be like, I'm so tired and not, no, sorry. He wouldn't say I'm so tired. He would come home and he would be like, he would just need time to rest and like recharge. And I would be like, I've been home all day with like two little kids. I just want to like talk to you. And I'd like hit him with like a thousand questions the instant he walked in the door. And you could tell he was just like, uh, like, he being me. yeah, like literally like information overload. Um, but I, 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 in my defense, I had been home by myself all day and I just wanted to talk with somebody that wasn't, you know, a drooling infant. Right. And so what, um, I found happened when we worked together was I really got to like, see what it was like to be in his shoes for a day. I saw how many people were demanding time from him. I saw how many people, um, were coming in and, and a lot of the time they were demanding was very exhausting. Like it was a lot of emotional things. It was financial things. It was whatever, like I said, six feet apart or six feet away from your, our desks were right beside each other. I saw what he was going through. And at that point in time, I understood why maybe when he came home at the end of the day, it wasn't like he just wanted to have like a full blown conversation right away. He just wanted time to like go and recharge. And I was like hammering him with a thousand questions so it was something like that and once I started coming to the office I was like I'd get home at the end of the day and I'd be like oh I just need to sit down for a minute process it all and then I was ready to like sit down and have a conversation and um just just really understanding how hard he actually works like what he did every day getting to see getting to see what he did firsthand it was also really I found it very attractive like seeing how the way you know the way he worked with people um what he did and I, I love that so if we can tie that into a secret is it well, putting yourself in my world? Yeah, putting it, yourself in I your mean, if you world? have if you have the ability to step into your partner's world at any point in time, I mean, I, I strongly recommend you do. You don't have to do it for a year, but if you can get the chance to just go and like really truly understand what they're going through on a daily basis, mm-hmm. it can make it like yeah, I think that's awesome. A lot easier. Yeah, I think that's super cool. So, kind of feeding off that, how do how do we resolve conflicts? <laughs> you go first no i asked you the question how do we resolve conflicts you know what we something we didn't do for a long time was like i think like any couple in a relationship was we weren't always the best for um 
we're both like, we're both firstborn children. We're both like very strong willed. We've got big opinions on things like Steve brought it up earlier. Um, we definitely were somebody, we have ideals in our minds too, of the way that things wanted to be. And we can be both be quite strong and bullheaded. So, you know, maybe not so much, how do we resolve conflict, but like communication is like number one. If you don't talk to your partner and like truly tell them how you feel without like, you have to always remember once, once it's come out of your mouth, you can't put it back mm. and you can really do a lot of damage. So you really need to think about what you're going to say. And I think it's easy the longer that you've been married to like spew off and not think like mm. I'm for sure somebody that says things often mm. without thinking. Mm. Um, but I truly like in our marriage, if there's one thing that I, I do think about the consequences of what I'm going to say, if I'm going to say it, but at the same time, I'm like open, I'm vulnerable. I tell you how I feel and I feel like you reciprocate, you listen to me and vice versa. I mean, I hope you feel like, yeah, I think that's good. I listen to you because I, without communication, you're screwed. Because if you can, if you can stop the conflict from escalating in a way that's, that's like, it's being proactive with the conflict. Yeah. Because if you have a conflict, that's like a level two conflict, like you're just kind of bickering about something that thing could go to four or five really quick. With, Seriously. you know, the, the old saying, loose lips sink ships, mm-hmm. right? Like you say something, you can't take it back. All of a sudden, now you're at a five or a six when you could have been in a one and you could, or if you, someone would have apologized, we could have been at a zero. Yeah. It's amazing how, like how often, like sometimes even though I don't want to, I'm like literally like a toddler dragging my feet across the floor. Like I'm like, oh, I don't want to say sorry, mm-hmm. but you know, I know that I need to be the one to. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I see that happens in relationships often, and we've done it before, is the silent treatment. Like mm-hmm. it is, it, it, I, it, it's never going to work. Like mm-hmm. you have to communicate with your partner. Like if you think you're just going to like ignore the situation and it's just going to go away, like it's not. You need to stop. You need to speak and you need to like mm-hmm. be heard, mm-hmm. you know, and understand that, you know, somebody's not just going to change overnight. You also need to compromise. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't just make the, sorry, okay, no, I've said it. I'm going to wave my magic yeah. wand and it's gone tomorrow, yeah, right? The problem, like, don't forget to give your partner time to, like, mm-hmm. learn, adapt, understand. And, I mean, anything that a lot of people, too, they're like, well, if only my partner would do this, if my partner would do that, if they would do this, if they would change this way, everything would be better. And I'm like, mm, you might want to look at yourself, too. Like, mm-hmm. I know often that, like, even if I'm like maybe upset with you for something for a longer period of time, a lot of it I've actually brought on myself. It's Mm -hmm. like internal things. And it's amazing. Like I can sit back and like make changes on myself. And then next thing I know, I'm like, okay, yeah, like Mm -hmm. we're flowing again. Cause there's times you see that through any marriages, there's seasons of like, you're like hot and heavy other seasons. You're like, oh my gosh. And yeah, I think that's a good point too. Cause people that are in new relationships think that it's going to be, smooth sail the whole way and it's not how it works and there's so many good books around that like the who's the guy that wrote the five love languages yeah gary chapman Mm -hmm. like he wrote another book about that and it's like written about the like the cycle of marriage of like Mm -hmm. marriages and uh, you know all the seasons you go through like spring winter summer fall of your marriage guess what it happens yeah but you know it's it's worth it if you can just Keep, yeah. You just have to keep talking to me forever. Yeah. How lucky are you? Yes, I love talking. No, you don't. No, I, I don't. love talking. I don't love talking, but I do it because I have to. I mean, because it's healthy. Because all right. it's important to me. Because it's important. Well, it's important. You don't even have to talk. I'll just us. talk all the time. You can just listen. I'm, I'll just listen. I like to listen. You just tell me. Talk, talk, talk. And you just can't fall asleep. How many times <laughs> has that happened? Couple. Couple times. <laughs> Don't worry, I haven't forgotten. 
She's also got a really good memory. I do. Yeah. Like a freak. Um, what, uh, what would you say is your parenting styles? Our parenting oh, styles? Yeah. Yeah. What's Are, your parenting style there, safety police? <laughs> what do you mean by safety police? You tell me. Why do you think I call you the safety police? Just because I push glasses that are too close to the edge into the middle. Yeah, of the wait, table. I have more questions for you. Okay. So how do you feel if there's like a table in the room with like a like a pointy end and one of our kids comes running into the room? Yeah, watch out for the table. Okay. Okay. How do you feel when our kids are climbing the giant trees in our backyard? <laughs> I mean no, it, it's awesome. Sometimes they don't fall and hurt themselves. No, that is not what you say. You're like, Liz, Liz, the kids are up in the tree. Why is that think safe? I'm that and I'm like, there's like 9,000 branches that'll trauma. catch them on the way down. I, I trauma from my childhood. Yeah, what happened to you? My sister ran me over the truck when I was 14. Yeah, but you're fine. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> physically. <laughs> but emotionally, I don't know. I don't know. What is your emotional issue with your sister like driving over popping. you? Loud yeah, noises. You don't like glasses falling, right, but yet you live with me and I'm a total klutz and I never care. All right. Back to parenting. Okay. So I'm a bit of a safety police. So how do we parent? Well, I like to just let the kids learn on their own. That's why we homeschool our kids. <laughs> yep. And I like to let them learn on their own, but at the same time, I'm like a bit of a control freak because I like to like choose what they learn. And like, yeah. I like having control over, you know, what they learn and, um, and maybe, yeah, well, you know what it is control, but I like to just, I like to, I like to have a say on, you know, what they're learning, who they're spending time with. I mean, there's only, there's such a short period of time in your kid's life where you really like truly get to, you know, kind of make their choices on who their friends are, who the groups that they're going to hang around with, um, mm -hmm. you know, what they're going to learn, whatever. Like, it's not forever that you get to do that, that I think that's why we chose to homeschool is, yeah. you know, freedom, choice. And it's not always easy. My gosh, like I literally hate like crafts and glitter at home. But we're not, a, I mean, we're not opposed to discipline. We're not opposed to grounding. We're not opposed to that. I mean, we're not, we don't let them run it free. It is so much work though to like, to like uh, discipline your children. Yeah, Nobody told work. me. Like you yeah, think it, work. like it's so hard. Well, now like you have to come age, up. Yeah. You have they're to, closers. So oh, it's so annoying. They, they close us all the time on stuff. And I'm a sucker, obviously. Yeah, you are. I walk in the door and all three of them, are asking me questions, but now I notice they're asking me questions in a way. And there's like the point man, like Piper comes up first and asks me if I have any candy. And then Mason hits me like 10 minutes. It's like they work yeah. they're a pack. They're, they're a I pack. can't wait till our girls are old enough and figure out that if they take you shopping and just like go into a store that's really busy and like yeah. overwhelm the crap out of you, that you'll just be like, throw it on the till. Let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Oh, what, uh, you know, for all the parents out there, I mean, there's a lot of people in lockdown right now. There's some, you know, talk of schools closing down here where we are, but for all the parents that are either forced to homeschool now or thinking of homeschooling, maybe what, what, what are a couple of things that, that you enjoy about homeschooling your kids? I mean, I love being with the kids. Like probably the most rewarding things kind of started happening this year. Like our kids are in, um, Piper would actually normally be in grade one, but I've moved her up to grade two. Mason's in grade three and then Anna's in kindergarten. I mean, I've, I've actually learned because I've been doing it for three years now. Like I've learned so much about their minds and the way they work. And like, I have such a good idea on or like idea of how to, of how to educate them. Mm -hmm. And one of my most favorite things is because they're in those elementary years, like the, 
biggest thing that you're teaching them is like you're working on mathematics, um, which isn't the best part, but the best part is watching them learn to read. Mm. And it's like, it is like so frustrating. Like it is so, honestly, it's so hard. Like your kids are like, they're like sounding at the word like sat and they're like uh, and you're like sad like just say sad right like but then all of a sudden one day you're reading with them and and they're like they read a full sentence and it's like the coolest thing and now like I look at Piper at the start of the year she could barely read but now we're at the end and she's reading at the you know she's reading at almost the level of a grade three child Mm -hmm. just like you Mm -hmm. know and the level doesn't matter but getting to watch them like them learn is and when they grasp something, yeah. it's just so, it makes all those frustrating times just be like so rewarding. It's almost like watching your kid walk for the first time a hundred times. Completely. you get to see the progression. That's, yeah. And it's so cool. much like for sure it's, it's, it's difficult, especially as they're younger, like, and you're teaching them those basic things like reading, but once they grasp reading, like now they can read their own homework and you're like kind of, you know, you're just going mm-hmm. through the motions with them on everything else. It's And how much, how much schooling a day do you do? Uh, I mean, if the kids would actually like sit down and listen, we could be done in an hour. I could but, have all three kids done. But normally? Normally we're done in an hour and a half, two hours. If it's like, you know, a little bit of a heavier day. I mean, we focus, I, I'm a minimalist homeschooler. I don't, I don't teach like, I don't teach things like art because in my opinion, it's not something that I need to teach them. They do go to an art class and they learn a ton at it, but I just let them freestyle things like that. Mm. I mean, I don't have, I don't have all day. I don't have eight hours a day to go and like give my kids a classroom education and shove it all in. I only have maybe, you know, two hours tops, three hours tops in a day where I can actually like sit down and educate them and and their mindset. Like they don't want to be there any more than I am learning these things. So I really focus on like their language arts and their math and just getting those things done. And the rest of the day we learn through play, like they can cook, they can. So what do they do throughout the rest of the day? They're, uh, I, I mean, Kind of in the wintertime, definitely our kids were on their iPads a lot, which is something that, you know, was really starting to stress me out. And during the pandemic, no, not till a certain time of the day, but they were, they were spending a lot of time on their iPads throughout the pandemic, I think throughout the winter. Mm. But as we've gotten into the summer, like they're outside, they're, they're in golf lessons, they're doing art class. We Mm. always are having friends over. We're like, Mm. you know, we're outside playing. They're helping me clean up the yard. They're helping me clean the house. They know how to cook. We're gone to the park. Like they're running errands with me. Like they live, they live life every day. Like Mm. they're always out and about. They're asking questions about different things, Mm. but that's so cool. They truly, honestly, they just live with me. And, and I, I, by the way, we live together. We live together, but sorry, they like they live. Yeah. What I'm saying, and that is, yeah. I get where you're going with that. Yeah. If if I have to go to the car dealership to go deal with my car, my kids come with me and see how I deal with my car because those are things that sometimes, you know, you get you move out on your own and you're like you don't even realize what your parents like actually like yeah. do you know, actually what us. they do or did right yeah. like a lot of times that stuff's not actually done in front of yeah in front of your kids, and then our kids play hockey and so where whatever. where are they meeting friends and stuff. Cause I know that's a concern for some people. I mean, maybe if you're like a hermit and you never leave your house, right. but like, I don't know, I meet people all the time. I can literally have like a conversation with like the back of my head. So yeah. being somebody kids, that's an extreme extrovert are, because they're always on a boat. Their kids are from hockey, from golf, yeah. from dance, from art class. And my kids make friends everywhere. They'll make yeah. kids at the, they'll awesome. kids at the park, like you name it. I mean, I think that's people's like biggest concern. They're like, Oh, you're going to homeschool your kids. Like they're going to be antisocial. Like my kids are the this from antisocial like in particular our daughter piper Mm -hmm. is like everybody calls her party piper like 
know, kids will be antisocial. If Hopefully you're, if you're antisocial, there's probably the odds are maybe they'll be antisocial. It'll be but funny until she's 21 and then it'll be, uh, I need to get a shotgun. Okay, you're already getting yourself wild. Well, let's up. not talk about that yet. Don't stress yourself out there. This has been fun. Are you having fun? I'm having a blast. Okay. Um, I got a last question here. A couple, a couple things, unless you want to hop in at any point. Uh, what, what are three things that people don't know about me? Um, I think a lot of people meet you and they think that you're like so intense and then it's just like business 24 seven. And then like, it's just like, go, 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 go. And I think there is that side to you, but I think people don't realize like, honestly, how funny you are. Mm -hmm. And it's probably one of my most favorite things is when people come over to our house, they're like, he's just like a normal guy. And I'm like, uh, yeah, obviously like, cause he is just, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's my most favorite thing and the ability that you have to like make people feel so comfortable because I think especially because when you're, I mean, I'm an extreme extrovert we've spoken about, but you're an, in, you're, you're an introvert. I mean, when I met you, you're for sure more introverted. Like mm -hmm. I would, I would say you are an extreme introvert and you like that time for yourself. So like definitely, I actually, that would be the thing that surprises people the most yeah, about people you. Don't yeah, people don't believe don't this. Believe it is they're like, how can he get up on stage and speak in front of, you know, 20, 30,000 people, but yet a simple one-on-one -on -one conversation can be uncomfortable for you, right? And it's not something that I would say, it's something you've definitely had to like, you've had to work towards having conversations with people one-on-one. -on -one. For me, that's like, I need to get like my verbal diary out all day long. But Okay, Steven's literally, you know what? As, as Sometimes while I'm talking during this podcast, he's like giving me the eyes where he's like, Okay, okay, hurry up. You've said no. enough words. Yes, you are. You are. You get Just impatient a couple times. while I Let's talk. Go. He's like, okay, wrap up your I'm story. Being patient, all right. This is me being patient. At this moment. Thank you. <laughs> Tell your followers. So I'm not always intense. You're not always intense. I'm an introvert, which is true. People think You're I'm an, an introvert. introvert. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? What would other people be surprised about? Hmm. I think maybe you know, how much I, you know, how much I have like personal time and downtime. Yeah. I think I, I'm going all the time. I do. I think people don't realize that you, like when you come home, you're like, you know, we yeah. recharging. We, we do recharge. Yeah. We separate. Yeah. We have family time. Yeah. Right. We have family time. We have family movie nights. We have date nights. Maybe they'd be surprised that you don't like leftovers. Oh, leftovers? Yeah, what's your beef with leftovers? Who likes leftovers? It's the worst. It's so annoying, though, because then Why? I'm always having to cook things. I just like, I like fresh food. Is that, does that make me a criminal? Tell me about your pet peeves. My pet peeves? And then I'll tell you about mine. Starting with voicemails. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask. You got to tell everybody about your voicemail pet peeve. What's my pet peeve? People that are just in slow motion. <laughs> You always say I'm in slow like, motion. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something, like if you're gonna if you're gonna do the self checkout at the grocery stand, like speed it up. When do you ever like, go to the grocery well, store and check out? I used to. But when? it's just waiting in line. Just you never like, went pay to attention. The, you never went to the grocery pay store when you're in a drive through, pay attention. Right? You're you're making a turn, pay attention. Like let's go. Like I don't know, it's just that's a pet peeve of mine. Just a little one. <laughs> 20 years no i need to elaborate on yours you know what you at airports when i'd like dilly dally and take yeah, my like time like my good buddy Corey, like cory michel Corey michel oh yeah. man i've never seen anybody move so fast yeah we got it we got things to do we got it you and Corey should travel together and let me and beth go yeah we will mm -hmm. we will 
What else? Airports. What else is your pet peeve? I don't have a lot of pet peeves. Hmm. What about the way I don't signal? That's a pet peeve. <laughs> That's a pet peeve. Like, why not use your signal? The signal light in the vehicle is there. To I let- put it out at the parking lot last night. There was nobody here. It was, it was nine <laughs> o'clock at night. That's it, my it, point when I don't use it a lot. A lot of times there's nobody on the road. The signal, <laughs> purpose of your signal light is to let other vehicles know what you're thinking. Well, I was letting the parking lot know what yeah, I was thinking. Nobody was in the parking lot. It was nine <laughs> o'clock at night and she did it just to patronize me. So, I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, I... I'm what about good. when I leave dishes in the sink? Yes. <laughs> Cl- clean dishes in the sink. You can't leave clean dishes in a bacteria-filled sink. I clean the sink, but you go and dump things on my clean dishes. Okay, hon. Do you have any questions for me? You forgot to ask me about my pet peeves. Oh, what's your pet peeve? People that leave me voicemails. Why? Tell me about your voicemail pet peeve. Okay, well, for starters, my voicemail tells people not to leave voicemails, but, like, I just, I don't really listen to them. Hmm. It's a listening problem. Here's a listening problem. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's got a listening problem. I don't know. People leave me voicemails and they're so long and they like, I don't know. I just, I tell them not to really leave me a voicemail. And when they leave me one anyway, I'm like, mm-hmm. actually voice notes really get me. I really don't like voice notes. Mm-hmm. They take forever. Like you get a voice note, like you got to sit there forever and go through mm-hmm. it. And like, mm-hmm. mostly I listen to those kinds of things in like quiet time when I'm like, you know, like if I'm hiding in the pantry from our children or whatever. And then when somebody sends you a voice note, you're like, okay, like you're kind of airing everything to everyone. Like, it's not private anymore, right? Yeah, so that's true. Actually, I get a lot of voice notes. Send a text, not I, a voice note. I get a lot of voice notes. <gasps> yeah. voice notes. Hmm. Nobody ever send me a voice note again, okay. or leave me a voicemail. So, like, text or call with no voicemail. Like, yep. if you miss your call, send him a text. Send you a text. Yeah. You can listen to my voicemail. It's super cool. Yeah, it's. You should call her just to hear her voicemail. It's super <laughs> cool. People call me about my voicemail. Oh wow! You should tweet about it. Any other pet peeves before we wrap up? Nope. That's it? What other questions do you have for me? I mean, I had a couple, like, bonus like what? questions. Like what? Okay, here's one for you. Would you rather be able to only whisper or only shout? Shout. Why? Because nobody in our house listens to me when I speak normal. Why would I only choose to whisper? They, like, literally sure. don't listen to me. They're like, why are you yelling? And I'm like, because nobody listens to me. But if we could only whisper, there'd be no shouting. It sounds like an ideal you'd have before I'm, you had children. I'm more of a I'm whisper. Only gonna, I'm only going to whisper and talk nicely to my children. We could, we could whisper fight. We could do whisper fights. Well, we are good at whisper fights. We used to do that when we worked together. Remember our whisper fights? Oh, yeah. Were, People would like come in the office and I'd be like, yeah, get out. They were bad. We had bad whisper fights. Yeah. What is your most useless talent? <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so many. There's a couple for sure. Okay, I mean, like, I don't know light so me, many. push me towards one of my useless talents. If you kind of put them all in the same basket, they're... I mean, but they all apply. Like, yeah. like you know, my ability to scare you regularly. It's scare funny. Me. Yeah, I like to do special effects. You're really makeup, good And I like to scare you all the time because you're so distracted sometimes. It's yeah. just so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got ideas rolling through my head. Yeah. What are my other useless talents? Well, to have... For them to be useless, they'd first have to be a talent. So. <laughs> I'm, trying to think of I'm like sitting here and I'm trying to come up. I'm literally drawing a blank. You make right really now. good eggs, Benedict, but it's oh, not really that useless. Frack. I they, make good food. Our family calls. I'm you, a good cook. Our family calls you Benny. I'm a good cook, Benny. Oh, you know what? I mean, it's not useless. 
I mean, I can eat faster than anybody you've ever nobody, met in your whole life. Nobody can eat a plate of food like you can. Oh, when I was 13, I beat this like full grown guy in a spaghetti eating contest. Yeah, I, I swear I'm like still getting the sauce out of my nose. You like, you lean forward and you inhale it. It's gone. Yeah. Our family has a saying for you. What's it called? Listening it. Man, you just listed that meal. People probably don't even know that people call me Lissa. Steve's sister, Steve married. Hey, let's talk about that. Is it weird for you that you married? So Steve's sister's name was Melissa Holbrook. Melissa Ann Holbrook. I was Melissa Lou Ann Bateman. His sister's now married, Melissa Sleds. You used to be Melissa Holbrook, but now you're married to Melissa Holbrook. Is that Melissa Lou Ann Holbrook? Is that weird? It's a little weird. Yeah, especially when you keep bringing it up. You keep reminding me. You got me like of a it. weird thing. You know, not 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 unless you bring it up a couple times a week. Then it's then it gets weird. But I mean, this is literally the first time I brought it up. Does it make you uncomfortable now that you think about it? No, I'm not thinking about it. Melissa Holbrook, two point It does get weird sometimes. It's pretty funny. I'm sure it gets weird for her too. And you, I'm sure. Would you rather fight a tiger or a shark? I'm a pretty good swimmer. I think I'd like to fight a shark. Really? Yeah. Wow, that surprises me. Why? Because I don't know. I you just, have a better chance. Really? Mm-hmm. I think being on ground, having strong footing. Are you fast? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you're screwed. You're, you're dead right. for sure. Yeah, I'm dead for sure. <laughs> I think should have picked the shark. At like, least I'm the shark. Tiny. Could, I think I could just fit right inside the can't shark. You just punch a shark in the nose. <laughs> yeah. Tiger. Yeah, honey. You're just like a pup. You're just like pup. Dude, you're dead again. Yeah. I feel like with a shark, I might just lose a leg, but a tiger, I might get pretty messed up. Yep. Like really messed up. Yeah, you chose wrong. Yeah. Sam, right. You're right. Yes. Yes. Awesome, hon. Well, this has been fun. Has it? Yeah. What was the funnest part? I think just being here with you, watching you uh, answer these amazing questions. Watching my eye muscles get stronger. The funnest part is you having to listen to me say my answers. It was a long time. Yeah. Listening. I enjoyed it. Happy anniversary. <laughs> this is not my gift, by the way. This is your gift. This no, is your surprise not. gift. It's the worst gift ever. Check it off your bucket list. Ever. Bing. I don't want this gift. Give me a better gift. All right, everybody. <laughs> That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Momentum Monday. I appreciate my wife joining us here this week, right before our 10th anniversary. Please take a moment. Make sure you subscribe, share this, like it, and maybe even send it to your partner if you liked what you heard. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.